welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Pixelated Sausage Show. Hi, 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 I am, of course, your host, Marcus Nez, and today I've got some games to talk about, more Star Trek, and that's about it. No Patreon questions, because I feel like either everyone just had no questions, or they forgot already the new structure and system and didn't bother checking the channel and posting anything, which you know what? Fine by me. I don't mind not having to ask her your questions. <laughs> ask her, ask her your questions. A little bit of answer, a little bit of asking, smooth it all together and you get to you get ask her. And that makes an, uh, an answer from you and an ask her from me and it's a ass her out of me, something like that. But not too much to talk about in the old bullshitty top of the show section. I am humoring setting something up because I think it would be nice in the, the podcast where I would transition after this intro and then I would transition back to this scene with the outro but during the bits where I'm talking about a show or a game having it so that my screen what you see of me is on the smaller side and then the big screen is showing you gameplay uh, or a trailer for a movie tv show that i'm talking about and it would just loop for the tv show and then the gameplay it would be my raw gameplay that i would have used in an episode of first for example but now you're seeing it here when I'm talking about the game. So you can get, if you are a video watcher and not just an audio listener, I know the vast majority of people still prefer, or like the vast majority of the audience is still an audio only audience. But for those who do enjoy watching the show on YouTube, I don't know why, what, what's, what is there in seeing this? But for those... I think it would be nice to be able to see what I'm talking about and not just hear it when you have this medium in front of you, this ability to see what I'm talking about. It would be nice. And I'm humoring that, thinking about ways to make it work and not look like doggy doo-doo and how to transition between it so that it looks smooth and nice. So that might be coming in the nearest future, but no promises there. But uh, speaking of promises, we, we had some Eastern ones and now we're getting some from the West in what I've been watching. Doesn't make any sense, just ignore it and let's move on. So I think I've watched other things, but the main two things I wanna talk about are both Star Trek related. I'm gonna start with the Abrams trilogy which consists of Star Trek 2009. Then we had Into, I believe Into the Darkness was the second one, which 2013 and then 16 for Beyond. These, the first two movies I think are solid. The first one especially is pretty damn strong. I think it does a really good job of rebooting Star Trek and finding a lot of good not replacements but people who can fill those particular characters 
jobs really well. Anton Yelchin is fantastic as Chekhov. I I really like Carl Urban as Scotty, not Scotty as a McCoy. The only thing I don't like about him is that I don't think his style fits his personality, especially in the third movie, where at the end, and they're going to the surprise birthday party for Kirk. He's very, not not dapper, he's just stylish. He's very cool looking, and McCoy shouldn't be cool. He... His personality in the movies that that Carl Urban has is not one of someone who's cool and would be a snappy dresser, but he's wearing this really fucking nice jacket, uh, a button-up shirt that's open a bit much with a fancy-schmancy... I just saw the light. The light freaking just... uh, But a... a little necklace that is stylish enough. Give me this light back, you stupid ass. But, uh, I don't think that fits his character at all. But I, I, I like him as, as McCoy. I really like, what's his face? Simon Pegascotti. I love John Cho as, why can't I think of the character's name? Oh my, oh my, oh my. I like him as that guy. The, the, it would be nice if there were some more strong female characters than just Ahura. I was blanking on her name for, for a second. And that's, she's not the character from the original series. Is that her name? I, mean, I, I can't remember her name. But it would be nice if they added some more because they do add someone in into the darkness who is just gone for the third movie uh, and in the the second movie she feels more like a Michael Bay character than anyone else but my real issue with those movies is in Zachary Quinto and his take on Spock but it's, it's, it's not his take because he didn't write the character. He didn't write the scripts for these movies. It is the writers of these new movies that make Spock, one, an asshole. He opens up, he becomes better as the movies progress. But there's just something really off-putting about him that you don't get when you have Nimoy playing the, the older version of Spock, which then poses the question, like, what what is this? Why is it this way? I think Zachary Quinto does not look the part, which many may disagree with. I hate his eyebrows. That That is my main issue. I, he's got these fucking angry angled eyebrows that just go into that more jerkish Spock personality where they... they it's a choice, and it's just a choice I don't like where they infuse a lot more emotion into Spock of anger, of sadness at times, and they'll be I like the the Spock who can be cheeky at times, but is usually just very yes, matter of factly. And 
I, I just do not like his Spock. But overall, the, the, the first movie is really strong. Really solid movie. The second movie is also pretty good. It's more of a fun ride with some crazy things happening in the story. Slightly hurt by the fact that during the whole promotional period, they were so adamant on Cumberbatch not being con that the fact that he is con, it's just like, why? You didn't have to fucking, you could have just kept being elusive instead of flat out lying. At least that's what I remember them doing. I remember them flat out at some point saying, he is not con. So that when you watch the movie and he is con, you're like, well, you know, fuck you. Okay. You could have just kept being like, oh, I don't know. Maybe he is. Maybe he isn't. I'm not telling. Shh. Because people are just going to think that anyway. And even if you say, no, he's not, people are still going to think that. And then when it's revealed that he is, you're going to fucking piss people off. I don't even give many shits about Khan. I don't think Khan is that great from the original series. I, I think that movie is whatever. And the episode where he was first introduced in the original series. It's fine. It's a, it's a good episode, but I don't, I don't think Khan is some pedestal Star Trek thing, but I, I, I just don't like being lied to, even if it's with the, the hope or it's the, the point of making people surprised when the reveal happens. It just, it doesn't, it doesn't, <laughs> you can't do that. It's not going to work, but beyond is horrible. Beyond is so fucking boring. It's amazing how boring that movie is. It drags the antagonist played by Idris Elba garbage when he's finally defeated and you got about 15 minutes left or so. When that actually happens, I'm like, wait, is it over? Is, it, was, is, that, is that the end? Are, are we done? <laughs> it's just... It's so bored, and I was messaging my friend, who y'all knows, Lunchbox, that I assumed he must really like Beyond, despite its aggressive, averageness, boringness, because of the fact that they, at one point in it, weaponize a Beastie Boys song to take down some of the alien ships. Because every time I, I hear BC Boys in a movie, I immediately just think, oh, Lunchbox must like this. Because he, he always talks about that. I, I, I remember him mentioning, I think it was Smurfs. Uh, the Smurfs second movie. Not the Smurfs, not the Smurfs, the Trolls. Trolls World Tour or whatever, not the Smurfs. I've never seen the Smurfs movies. And those are very different. Those aren't pure animated. Those are like Neil Patrick Harris weirdo I don't I'm, I'm not watching but uh yeah the, the the Abrams trilogy is solid in comparison to the original series sixthology solid the first movie is maybe the my, my second favorite Star Trek movie I've seen so far because I, I do have the more I think about it I like the dumb whale fourth movie but then I have watched a few more episodes of Star Trek Voyager, and I know I've said this with previous series, specifically The Next Generation, 
but man, I don't know if I want to continue with Voyager. Voyager is very, very bad, and it's a different type of bad. Star Trek The Next Generation has a really bad first season. But the difference between Next Generation and Voyager is that the Next Generation, even though its characters were very stereotypical, they, they were very paper thin, they didn't have a lot of depth to them, they had strong personalities despite that. They still were strong versions of this type of character and that type of character. They had personality despite not having a lot of depth. And sure, with that comes me really being annoyed by some characters and loving other characters. So there is that side of things where I, I might really hate a character. But with Voyager, every single character is so fucking bland and boring without any personality or anything at all to them. And that may mean that there's no one who's actively annoying me and the episodes I've watched, I've watched the first six episodes now at this point, none are actively bad. None of them are just terrible, but there's nothing to them to latch onto. The stories are whatever. The characters, I don't give a shit about any of them. And at least with The Next Generation, while there was a lot of bad in that first season, the vast majority of it is bad. Ignoring the characters, just the stories and, and, and the way some of the acting works. <laughs> Fucking Patrick Stewart clearly is like, all right, paycheck, paycheck. This is this is this job ain't gonna last. I at least felt something watching the episodes. I would get annoyed. I'd get. I, I never got angry, but I'd I'd feel something. There'd be emotions being elicited from me and with Voyager I feel nothing I am just watching them going with emotions and it's so hard to do that because when you feel nothing for the story for the characters for any part of a show it makes it go it, it just drags so fucking bad and I don't know if it's going to increase uh, and even in, to that point, the closest I get to feeling something is disgust. Not disgust. Disgust is... I do not like their... Uh, essentially, their Ferengi of the series. Their, their quirk of the series, that is. In the... I don't know what race he is. But in the last episode I watched, or the one before that... He's the dude who got his organs transferred, transmogified out of him. They had to bring the alien to bring him back. And he he's the one, not, the non-crew member who's not part of the other crew with the lady who's going to be joining the, the medical team. Uh, it's just, <laughs> I, I don't fucking like any of the cast. So that is where I am with Voyager currently. But that's pretty much it in terms of what I've been watching outside of slowly and hopefully soon being able to pick up my anime watching and get through this backlog I've built. 
in a more faster pace. But Spy Family is fantastic. Holy crap. It is so good. There are parts of it that feel... This season does feel a little bit padded out and like we're just dragging our feet until we get to the next real big story beats and progress. But even with that, it's so fucking good and enjoyable that I don't care. So while I was at one point questioning if I should drop it from a 10 to a 9 because of this night night her name's not nightline her code name and it's not nighttime uh nightfall maybe but that little tangent where she wanted to take his him away from i suck at names all right whatever but that little tangent that went on for three four episodes i was like i don't do we really need this and i think the episode that follows that we see its purpose in making the family grow closer forcing them to realize that or to just make sure that they all know that they they still want to be a family that they work together so just a fantastic fantastic show and i'm excited to get to some new shows in addition to continuing old shows but still haven't checked out chainsaw man and you know we'll see about Maybe bringing back the On Amazing Labaka show in some form or fashion. But uh, let's get on to what I've been playing. I'm going to start with Afterglitch because I have very little to say about this game. I played this for five minutes, if that. It is a mystery puzzler third-person game where you play the role of an astronaut, seemingly. You're, you're wearing astronaut clothing uh, or an astronaut's suit. A space suit, whatever the hell you want to call it. What do they call that? An astronaut suit. Is it just a space suit? Is it an astronaut suit? I don't know. I don't know. Don't ask me. That's why I'm asking you. Not that you are an astronaut. But you start off just straight into the game when you launch it. And you're in this open water with a bunch of mountains and some other astronaut looking things, astronaut looking people or whatever in this space and you're not told what to do or anything you just keep walking when you get close to certain things they'll kind of uh flatten out turn 2d and then disappear and you just keep walking and eventually you'll transition to a new space and then you're just doing that again with no direction or any idea of what you're supposed to do i read in another review that you eventually realize that you have to walk towards certain objects or whatever. Without any kind of direction, I was just so fucking frustrated and annoyed immediately because I I don't mind little direction. I enjoy a good mystery. But you have to fucking give me something. Don't just throw me into your fucking game and expect me to I like you gotta fucking pull off something or do something really incredible for me to want to put up with that shit it is just it is not my jam it may be your jam it may be others jam not mine 
I want a little something. Give me the the smallest grain of salt. But this does nothing. It just is, throws you in there and you're just free falling. This is bungee jumping without a cord. You know what that means? You're going to fucking hit the ground. So that's that's after glitch. Maybe like if that sounds appealing to you, being thrown into a game with absolutely no direction, though I just fucking spoiled some of it for you. Give it a go. It looks all right. But just not not for me. What was for me, though, much to my surprise, uh, was Chameleon, which I'm assuming is how you pronounce it because it's Chameleon, but Chameleon. And this is an endless runner where you play a chameleon. And it is fantastic. I've played it for about an hour. Maybe it gets bad at some point. But what I love about it is that the level design in particular is just, it is so good. And it's designed in a way where you have reasons to replay levels. The, the basic gameplay is you are attached to a track, essentially, a line, and the line will swirl and turn and go in crazy spirally directions at times. It will break and you'll have to jump to a new thing. You'll have circles as well that you'll rotate around. You're constantly moving from left to right and what I love about the design is that one it'll, it'll get in a crazy kooky roller coaster type of pass which is fun and of course with these types of games as you progress you'll you'll have a uh, obstacles that you have to jump over or make sure you get under uh, times where you don't want to jump and then fall so that you'll hit a pathway lower and then jump up uh, jump over something there are multiple pathways and ways in which you can adjust where you go there are some really interesting things they do with say the the circles where you're rotating and they'll have you jumping between a whole bunch of them to get to the end and it's 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 very clever and there will be a whole bunch of different paths because you have a disc or whatever that is one the one collectible to find in a level that you don't have to get and energy that you build up uh, and if you get 100% that's a, one of the objectives of each level but you do get a few things a few added gameplay elements as you progress not, not that many. You get the ability to speed up time with the right bumper and slow down time with the left bumper. And then I believe it was because I played on Xbox using the X button transition between two different colors of neon, which then adds a nice fun aspect. There are, there are parts where you will make long jumps and you'll have to switch between them while columns of light are there that will destroy you if you hit the wrong one at the wrong time. So there's some timing-based stuff there as well. It was just... The the mechanics are simple, but satisfying. The controls are tight. It's super responsive. 
and it's a lot of fun. The, the music is really good, though repetitive. The visuals are nice, though also somewhat repetitive. Like, it's it's only a four dollar game, but I had an absolute blast with what time I put into it. I think it's a fantastic game for Switch or Steam Deck. And I can't recommend it highly enough if you are a fan of Endless Runners. I love these types of games. I wish we got more of them because they are so good at providing a really satisfying loop. And one of my favorite things to do because there's also the part time with each level. I really liked playing these levels less so for the collectibles and stuff like that and more so for getting through them as fast as I could to try and find the best pathway to get the shortest time, which I think is another great thing about this game for speedrunners. You're not just moving, since you're not just moving across a, a flat uh, platform, a flat surface, uh, there are, with the way the levels are designed, ways in which you can create shortcuts that don't seem that that won't be visible from the outset things that you'll have to experiment with and i just think it's fantastic i, I loved what i've played of it and i i predict it's going to remain on my hard drive for quite a while in, in part because it's such a small file but then another puzzly game that i played not that communion was puzzly at all I mean, you think about things and how to get through a level fast, but finally got around to playing a bit of You Suck at Parking. And this is a very simple premise. It's set up in, uh, you're driving a car and you want to just get to a few parking spots in each level. And it's from an isometric camera point uh, and controls very micro-machine-y, uh, which I like. I, I like that that type of driving control setup. But the way the levels are set up is that you have your starting point and then you'll have a certain number of parking spots that you have to stop in, that you have to park in, in order to complete a level. If you break, that's it. There's no reverse. That's one of the key elements of the game. So you gotta make sure that when you when you park, you better be in the spot. You don't have to, I don't, believe there are any bonuses for perfectly parking within the space you just have to be have some part of your car within the space and you're good you're all good and that's it what i really like about the game it's fun it's silly there'll be times where your cars explode or you drive off a cliff and shit like that but what i really like about it is that for me with puzzlers especially ones like this Puzzle games where it's it's very mechanical based, not 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 entirely brain based, so not like uh, Picross or Sudoku or things like that, but puzzle games where gameplay is, is a core part of it as well. Is that the the mechanics are incredibly simple, in that all you do is drive <laughs> just gas and brake go and stop and of course turning and all that but that is it and the way they 
elaborate on the levels, the way they make them more complicated, or the, the, the way they make the game more complicated is through the levels, through the design, through gameplay elements that add two specific levels. So there will be jump pads that you hit them and they'll make you jump. And I like that because it means they never overcomplicate what you have to do with the actual gamepad. So you don't have to start thinking about all these different buttons you have to press and doing some crazy stuff there. Instead, it's through level design and additions there where they complicate things and expand upon their ideas and, and the, the base setup of having to get to these parking spots. I love this because it makes, at least in my eyes, it, it makes the game and games like this more accessible when they do that because the more you you ask the, the player to do themselves, the harder it is for certain people to remember, oh, I X button does this, the B button does this, Y. No, you don't have to worry about that. Everything is in the level for you. And that also means they can have a lot more fun and experiment more with the puzzle designs because they are free to do a whole bunch of different things and to do something for a few levels and then throw it away for something else. You're not forcing yourself to design with these certain mechanics in mind because that is what the player can do and that's all they'll ever be able to do. No, you can do something, you can have a few levels with a jump pad and then throw away the jump pad for some other type of thing because it's it's just a part of the level and not a part of the controls. So yeah, I, I put a fair amount of time into that and I, I like it. There are a lot of people who played it. I, I'm assuming it's a Game Pass game. I got a code for it. But... I'm assuming if it was, it had to, I'm just assuming given how uh, full the leaderboards are, but I, I had a good time with that. Uh, so that is again, you suck at parking, which uh, does not suck at being a game. Yay. And then the last game I played is Ship, Ships, Ships Simulator, which is where you buy one of three different types of ships, and then you simulate owning it, taking on jobs, you first repair it, <laughs> then the, the the jobs that I've done consist of putting cargo on it and taking cargo off, and then driving the ship through bodies of water to a new dock, and then managing crew when fires happen and telling them go pick up a fire extinguisher in a very very simple visual way and then go tell them to take a fire it's super simple it's super basic and pretty dull and lost me when I got to the crew management stuff because that that part of the game is incredibly clunky the tutorial does not do a great job of explaining exactly how it wants you to go about managing the crew, specifically in the part where I had to rescue some 
crew members who fell overboard. I could see there were little beacons of light that indicated where they were. And I managed to accidentally get two crew members into a lifeboat, but I could not, for the life of me, figure out how to fucking get this lifeboat to any of the people who were in the water. And when I failed that, I was just like, I'm good. It did give me 500 achievement points within the span of a half hour, if not less time. But the the missions before that were all incredibly simple. Getting the cargo and putting it, you know, getting the trailers and putting them on my cargo ship and taking them off, super duper simple. You, it's, it's so slow as well, and there's a time aspect to it, which is really just... Do you want the game to go faster? Are you, are you not enjoying how slow this game is? Okay, well then just speed up the time and then you can move and play the game faster. The ship traveling sections where you have to control it and you're just, you have the gas and then left and right. Very, very dull and boring and not much that happens there. You just kind of have to wait it out even when you four times the speed it just it just wasn't much of anything uh, sadly you know not even not even a good kind of time filler but uh that's it in terms of what I've been playing outside of Animal Crossing which is going to be an attack the backlog thing and I think I'm done with that game cuz it's just I've I've grown out of it apparently but uh, that will do it for this here episode of the Pixelated Sausage Show. So uh, once again, I'm, of course, your host, Marcus Nez. Y'all can find me pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. If you'd like to find all my links of import, you can do so over at Twitch. <laughs> no, you can't. You can do that over at pixelatedsausage.com slash PXS. That is, again, pixelatedsausage.com slash PXS. You do that if you want. Uh, and if you if you like this show and any of the stuff I do and what have you, you can go over to patreon.com slash PXS. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I was like, wait, are they both slash the, the PXS? And I'm, yeah, they are. That is uh, patreon.com slash PXS to support me and my nonsense. And with that, you'll get access to the fancy smancy private channels on the Discord, as well as in the Discord, the, the question mark channel that allows you to ask me questions that I'll answer on the show if you remember to post anything there, which no one remembered to do this week. So, or I mean, for this episode, since the show is now bi-weekly. So, uh, yeah, because of that, I get to end the show early. <laughs> good me, good me, good me. My hair is just... A, freaking disaster and I don't know if I want to continue growing it out everywhere or get it trimmed on the sides and the back again uh, but the light just went out again so I think that's a good time as any to say yeah <laughs> I do I don't know what's happening anymore but uh was there anything else I want to say no I would I, I still would love to get PXS not PXS I yeah, no, yeah. I want to get... What do I want to get? <laughs> ABC? XYZ? Oh, that's what I want. I wanted to get PX 
pxs.xyz. So I can say pxs.xyz slash abc or something along those lines, whatever it was. Doesn't matter. Uh, so let's just freaking end this show. So uh, that is it. That is all. Thank you as always for watching or listening. I hope you enjoyed this here episode and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day and a fantastic week. And so for now, adios, arrivederci, bye.